Welcome to Fiction Authors Talk Books, or Fat Books Podcast. This episode, I'm talking with the wonderful Letty Frame about a bunch of this and that. I named this podcast Fiction Authors Talk Books because I wanted to incorporate all aspects of being a fiction author in the discussions. Being an author is a stressful job with high expectations from both ourselves and our fans, so this will always be a chill conversation that probably goes off topic most times, but we'll have some fun. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to see your favorite author on here, send them this link and they can get in touch with us at fatpookspodcast at gmail. We take all authors who write fiction and have been published as long as they're polite. Thanks for joining and on to the podcast. Hi. Hi, my sexy Brit. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Okay, so we're doing a Q&A. I think we have enough questions for actually a couple parts, so we're going to get all the answers from you. You're going to talk more this time, so uh, people don't accuse me of talking all over poor Miss Letty. And we're starting with my question, because this is the one Ooh. I want to know, and it's my podcast, so I get to be mean. I want to hear the story about how Mr. Letty proposed. Oh, okay. So this is actually such an awkward story on my behalf as well. So I was literally... Back then when he did propose, we were, my office was downstairs and he was in the living room. So Jake's very introverted, so it would never be a big spectacle. But he was trying to shout me through and he kept shouting, calling through. And I was like, I'll come, I'll come. And I kept putting it off so many times. And eventually he comes through and he's like, can you just come through to the living room, please? <laughs> so I go through and that's when he gets down on one knee and goes on through his whole speech. And then now I've got to tell that awkward story every time of how he really tried to get my attention. And I was just so rude and just kept pushing it off. Oh, my God. So you guys were already living together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been together. So we've been together nine years now. Um, we've been together since high school. Um, and our oh. final, yeah, like we've known each other a lot like younger. It was we were not friends at first. <laughs> we were in the same science class and our teacher had moved all of the seating arrangement so he split me up from my friends and dumped me next to Jake and Jake has ADHD so he is very chaotic and I am very studious mm -hmm. so he was there he was chaotic he'd move my things he touched it it was not great <laughs> but eventually we ended up I don't even know how it seemed like such a gradual thing because we knew each other since year nine so like how old is that like 14 and it wasn't until we were 16 that we eventually started dating and obviously it was a childhood thing that's progressed more and more <laughs> so yeah we've been together since we were 16 so for nine years now oh I always forget you're such a baby <laughs> you're also high school sweethearts oh my god it's like all the boxes all the feels that's so adorable yes he's fab and you were a pain in the butt to to get engaged to i love it even just immediately after when you were telling you know friends and family and i'm like yeah so it would never be a big thing like i, I wouldn't even like a big thing myself like in a big restaurant or in front of family mm -hmm. but even just telling them that he was trying to call my attention because he had set things up and he was all ready he had his little speech prepared and obviously you know he had his little had to read it out because he's not very good at remembering it <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I don't have time for this. And I felt so rude when it actually happened. Made me cry. Like, once he did propose. Oh, my God. I've actually been through the proposal part. I obviously didn't get married. But it was kind of awkward. And I just kind of skipped to the end because I felt so uncomfortable and whatever. So I think you get a bit of leeway on that one. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I would definitely not be doing it again. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope you're not plotting out your next proposal. <laughs> I didn't even think that one through. <laughs> yeah. He was so sweet and stuff with it. Like, it was so lovely. And I was just so rude. Like, yeah, no, no, no. I'll come back soon. And just, yeah. No well, you can You can propose to him for like a 20th anniversary or something. And you guys can renew your vows. Yeah, be like a renewal. Yeah. Honestly, I, I bet if you knew what I was doing, you'd do the same thing just out of spite. <laughs> That sounds healthy. Yeah, you know, 
Uh, no, he's honestly his father. Yeah. Okay, so we started with my question. I'll go through the ones that I got, and then you got some, and then we got some emailed in. Yes. So this one is specific to me next. I figure that'll kind of counter it off. Will Vader ever make it into a book or get his own story? So I have a trilogy coming out. You've got the first book. I know you wanted it. I have. I'm at chapter 19. I'm so oh, gosh. excited. Now finished. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm finishing up the third one, but in that kind of idea of trilogies, I have three more that I've kind of started in whatever and one is kind of like me because like I've had so many people be like oh you should write the stories of the dog park or like because I post about stuff or oh my god you should put that in a book and I mean we hear that all the time as authors and it gets a little <clears throat> you know grates on your nerves so I kind of was in one of those like sarcastic moods so I just started writing it like me here and I've had some people pick on me for naming a black dog Vader like oh that's so original so Vader is actually in the book but his name is Yoda because he has super cute ears and I even like pick on myself in the book that I say like would you expect me to name a black dog Vader like I'm that basic bitch and <laughs> I love that so yeah, eventually I kind of liked, it was actually harder to do a trilogy. So I started it and then I just wanted to take some time off from complicated, but it's actually harder to do for me at least. Cause I like complicated. I like more intense. So it was actually a little bit harder to do quote unquote easier. I mean, it's not, they're not complicated stories. There's no like other world or, you know, like, I don't mean it's like, it's not like a lame book or there's like nothing fun in that or whatever, but it's not complicated. You know, it's easygoing romance and like normal compared to my normal complicated seraphine FBI, you know, murder mystery kind of crazy. How did you find it right in a trilogy versus the longer series? I've just never really done a trilogy like that. And I wanted to challenge myself as an author. And I thought it'd be really fun because I know as a reader, how difficult it can be to be like oh I want that next book I want that next book and even trilogies like sometimes it takes a while for the trilogies to come out so I wanted to do it in the background just when I'm having an off day and I don't want to think about complicated just work in those books for a little bit and that's what I've been doing but I just needed like a real real break so I thought I just finished the whole trilogy I am going to do it where the first book comes out on a Friday release like normal but the second book will be Saturday and the third book will be Sunday so the whole trilogy will come out over one weekend and nobody has to wait for any Thing. And I think that's just so fun. I think it's fun. I would have loved that as a reader. <laughs> you did something similar with Artemis, didn't you? You did week one and two dropped on, was it the same day or was it a day between them? I think it was a week. Was it a week? It was like a week difference. And it was just because I had them done. I honestly think Artem I didn't think Artemis was going to do much. It was that was a side project. And the reverse harem college genre or whatever wasn't as big then and I I kind of read one and I kind of liked it and I thought it'd be fun. It wasn't exactly what I did. Like Seraphine was my biggest series and that was, you know, intense but an adult version, the murder mystery and crime fighting and it was so it was very it was kind of kind of but also not but very different and you know a declared reverse harem with the same five guys kind of vibe and thing I didn't think it'd get much traction because it's different than what I normally did so and I was having trouble I was in between editors and this one bailed and then I had a couple books edited by this one and I had to move and all it was just all kinds of crazy and I was like whatever I just have these books just just throw them out there they're edited and what and yeah they they blew up and I was like oh okay then so now Artemis is my biggest by far and everybody's yeah like when are you doing the next reverse harem college and I'm like well I have like three more outlined and a couple books written and da 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 so okay then 
honestly I love that though like I like that you didn't expect it to blow up but it did like I that was the first one of yours obviously I found I read the first two and then that's when I went like through your back catalogue I started with Seraphine and then went through and Pantress and Enchanter and so on so I like that so I got you like crack got it okay good (laughs) if you don't know that I mean I know that people say that but it's always really hard for me to understand in my head I always think it's somebody being polite like I love you you're my friend I would say nice things to you too and you know even if it was a little not embellishing but I always just think you're just being very polite to me and you're and you're (laughs) not really addicted like it's a it's a running joke and I mean we're friends now so it's like of course I'm gonna be like I you know even when we were DMing about this I'm like you gotta talk more I want to hear all about Letty give me Letty give me my sexy Brett you know it's made me sound a little over the top and like your stalker I don't really want to be your stalker like you you know what I'm saying so I just always feel like it's that vibe like somebody's just pumping me up or you know yes of course I'm sure you do really want the the next book do I think you drop everything and like immediately read it no like you you know it's it's not it's not actually drugs like (laughs) so I did for Sarah um because I was on less of a deadline but obviously now I am on a tighter deadline I've had to be rewarding myself at a night time only when I feed my child so she gets I'm talking like when she's asleep so I'm not just ignoring her when she's nursing but yeah (laughs) so it's a lot slower the new um, surprise week. Now you're not sick. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that <laughs> it's it's your time stuff. Uh. That's it. So next we have if you can make one of your characters real, which one and why? I know that is such a hard question. Yeah, it is a good one though. Yeah. See, my answer, I'm such a shit. My answer would be I'd make them all real. <laughs> You know what? See, I, I feel that. I mean, maybe not the the bad ones, because my bad ones are really bad and really smart. Oh, yeah. We don't need more of that in the world. But all of my characters are good people, and I think we could need we need more of those in the world. Like, I'm fine with making a whole bunch of those. Like, I mean, I get, I understand the question, but you know, we're authors. We don't, we don't, we don't color inside the lines. Like, that's part of our perks yeah for me my answer would be like i'd make as many as possible i mean not humanly possible because humans can't have that ability but if i was just you know empress of the world and a goddess or something i would 100 percent like make as many because why stop at one (laughs) (laughs) you've already done it now let's just keep going yeah i think if i had to pick one oh god i might pick tamsin just because she's the most powerful and i think she could do the most good in the world yeah, she would write a lot of good as well. That's her role. Yeah, it's not necessarily that she's my favorite because all my my female main characters are my favorite, which I think is a question later, like which is my favorite, whatever. <laughs> but I think she would do the most like actual good in the world. Yeah, I mean, Seraphine I does a lot of good, but she's got limits. Like, come on, the the future queen of fairy with like unlimited magic <laughs> and the daughter of a demigod. Hmm. I think if we just unleashed her on this world, things would get a lot better. They would. And she's very good at eliciting the change regardless of what comes. I think she would do very good for the world. Yeah. So I think that's my answer. All of them would be my real answer, especially the hot, sexy guys. Like, duh. See, mine sounds so boring now compared to yours. You're like, I want a demigod. I this child of a demigod. She's a fairy, queen of fairy. And I'm like, I like my wolf shift as best friend. I'll, I'll take her. So she's called Katie, and she's just a very good friend. That's literally it. 
I want to. I think that's lovely. Hey, not everybody needs to be grandiose and crazy pants like me. Some people should be normal. I like that very. Okay, so who is this chick though? Like, why? Well, she she's a wolf shifter herself. Um, okay. she was my so my. Luna so you want it? My... You want a puppy? Got it. <laughs> yeah, literally, and she's just so loyal and lovely. She uprooted her life and came and lived with my FMC, and she's just super lovely to her. And she's there for all the big moments, but support and doesn't take away or anything like that i just love her i think she would honestly be my favorite not my favorite but my favorite to bring to life and be part of my life i'm assuming we're allowed to be friends with these people i would think so i think i think it's i think it would be contractually obligated because we created them yeah and we brought them here okay but i like that though so that's the one you would bring to life to be your bestie yeah i think so literally and have a bestie friend yeah like Mm. she's right there and she has no choice because i wrote her yeah, no, I like that. That's the spin on the question itself. Okay, so who, like we were talking, Tamsin would be the best for the world. Which character would you bring to life for the best of the world then? Okay, so my character is called Zoe, and she is a witch, and she is a soul witch. Mm-hmm. And she is, she's the last of a kind. And the whole point for her is to, like, not restore balance, but to be the balance between the different elements. Mm-hmm. Um, within the story so I think her for definite she's very she would be very helpful for people and she's very 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 powerful if anything goes wrong so definitely Zoe I love it yeah that's a good one on the best friend an- angle or side I think see I think most people would think I'd say Izzy from Artemis or Simone from Sarah but I actually am gonna say personally Oh, and I'm I'm worried that I'm about to get the character's name wrong, but I think I'm correct. Well, I in my defense, I do have thousands of character names, oh, yeah. and if I'm not looking at sheets, I sometimes forget names. But I'm I'm fairly confident in the name Patricia from House of Gardener, the zombie apocalypse. It's one. my own book of yours. I've not read. Oh, get out! Oh, that's so no. funny. Apocalypse. Oh, that's is really just my, not my genre. I just can't do it. I tried. That's so funny that that's the one that you haven't read. But okay, so wait, let me finish the answer and then I'm going to sell you on the series because, <laughs> yeah, I, Trisha from uh, House of Gardener, Inez is like kind of one of her besties. She is a former Navy, oh, I can't, I can't remember. She's captain or commander, officer, naval officer. She is a swashbuckling, actually knows how to use her swords cat shifter who is badass but also like there are times she sides with Inez over her brother because Inez is right like and it's like not even just girl code but it's a matter of no I love you both and I'm gonna be honest here so and I think that's it's not even like she's disloyal or something picking one over the other it's just her heart is so pure and she's such a good person and a good like mirror to the people around her that she's like no I'm I'm on her side on this one you're a jerk or you know like plus she's she's kind of one of those that like if you need to cry she'll listen to you cry if you should, but she's the first one to bring out the booze or kick some ass like I just it's a very well-rounded friend that I'm like I would love you to be in my life I would I would like you to fill out an application to be my bestie <laughs> <laughs> they're the best kinds though aren't they like yeah you need someone who can do it all yeah no that's how that's that's where i'm at on that one 
Okay, now, uh, side note, selling you on House of Gardner. <laughs> so it's not your genre. I I know, but that is the fun of it. Okay, so the question could actually be, how did that series come about? So let me answer that question for you. So I was talking in, I think it was an author group, or it was something. I don't really go into the Facebook author groups anymore because they tend to get a little toxic. But I was talking about something with some other authors. And it started out as like kind of a people staying and need to stay in their own lane more and we need to stop making every trying to put every everything into one series and i know we've talked before we've other people other authors around us have talked about like getting the kind of the right fantasies or clichés into their books making sure you hit all the right like check marks and i very much rebel against that i don't like that i don't <laughs> yeah you've noticed that already huh i don't like anything with a kind of formula I don't like anything that's like, oh, if you have this, you must, you know, if you have A and B, you must have C. Or this is what readers expect. I want, okay, that's, I was going to say screw what readers expect. That's not how, exactly how I meant it. Half the fun in life is not knowing the ending. Like, so I don't do a lot of times what readers expect because I don't want to be the cookie cutter of everybody else. Okay. So that's the background. So I, when this conversation was happening, it was like, yeah, and you can't bring this, this, and you can't have this with this. And I was like, why not? What, where, where is that written? Why can't you do this? So house of Gardner is m basically me being a shit. <laughs> it is a apocalyptic vampire princess reverse hair like it's got like 15 different genres quote unquote in this one <laughs> there's some you know of this that and the other second chances nat lit and like it's got like a lot i worked it all together so and i think it does work i mean but a lot of people are like oh i don't like zombies i'm so over zombies it's like it's not a lot of zombies it's yes that's the setting but like, even if you look at the covers that I did, somebody was like, those covers are a bit, I'm like, cringe. And she's like, oh, I didn't want to say that. I'm like, but they're supposed to be. It's supposed to look like an 80s cult monster movie kind of don't take yourself too seriously vibe. And she's like, oh, you did that on purpose. I was like, yeah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> she's like, I don't know that people understand you did that on purpose. I'm like, that is half the fun of it. So it didn't start very well, but actually it's, um, I think it's the third best-selling series I have because people started, because it got a lot of like, okay, I like Aaron, I liked Artemis, this is the other like young... New adult? Yes, thank you. I never remember what the NA stands for. It's the one of the only new adult ones that I have besides Artemis. So it caught other people's attention and... A lot of people are like, this is really different, which is why I also hate any of the cookie cutter stuff. Who doesn't like a little bit of different, you know? But yeah, so that's my sales pitch on uh, why you should love Inez. Not so much why you should buy my books or just, you know, get into the series. That's why you should love Inez. It's diff She's different. And it's fun and it doesn't take itself too seriously, even though it's steamy, steamy. And there's, a, you know, there's drama. It's, it's hello, it's romance books and it's me. There can't not be darkness and drama, but, you know. But yeah, so that's why I like it. But yeah, my, my answer to the original question is Trisha. Like, that's who I would make my bestie. <laughs> See, I love that. I do. What historical figure would you like to meet and why? I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I know I'm a weirdo. It's I saw this question as well, and I have literally, I have no idea. 
like how historical are we talking <laughs> historical because no my ancestors wise like i that i'd like to look at them i suppose yeah that'd be cool but that's, that's the extent of dead people for me i'm afraid <laughs> yeah, that would be cool i'd like to meet like the first flynn who immigrated Ooh. here or something like that'd be yeah. cool. but like i don't i don't think i'd want to meet a historical figure like the few that i actually would respect that i don't think is you know full of crap and the history is actually real on them or something i think it would just ruin my perception of them like you yeah. what do they say never meet your heroes mm-hmm. absolutely it's i can't even say like history was never my favorite subject anyway to be fair yeah <laughs> i always saw it as fiction anyway because yeah. you know anytime anytime anything happens there are three there are three different truths it. yeah yeah your truth my truth and what really happened so it's like and besides, what is it the victors write history? Like Yeah. Know. But then it's also passed down from generation to generation to generation that it's yeah. so distorted anyway. Yeah, and there's so much that even all the time they're uncovering that it wasn't really how we said it was or what they yeah. thought it was. And like I just I don't know. I <laughs> I'm not into history and not all about that. So call me a cynic, but no me neither. <laughs> I love that you're cynical. <laughs> I want to know which scenes were y'all's favorite to write and why. Oh, geez. Okay, what would be your hot minute if I said all the scenes that were my favorite to write? (laughs) My favorite type of scene, I think, is just the general nice scenes where it's not too heavy on plot or anything like that, and it's just them together. They're the easiest to write as well. No, actually, sex is definitely easier to write. Uh, I'm not... uh, (laughs) Sex isn't easy for me to write. I mean, if if I am in the mood... See... My answer for, okay, that's a different question, though, is what scenes are easiest to write? So that's, let's go there first. So your answer is sex scenes? Probably, yeah. Sex. See, my answer is whatever scene that, or whatever mood I'm feeling in real life. So if I'm, if if I'm in a, if I'm in a horny, horny mood, then sex is super easy to write. If I'm in a pissy mood, I'd rather my characters rip each other's heads off than yeah. have sex. So that's not really easy then. Do you find your emotions influence what you write? Like, oh God, yeah. I've had fights. Somebody. I've had I've had characters like start fighting in the middle of sex because I was in a bad <laughs> mood that day, and I'm like, shit, that's not how that was supposed to go. But yeah, don't you? See, Can you, know you separate it? Are you are you psycho? Can you separate that? <laughs> are you psycho? Sorry. <laughs> I'm dead chaotic in my writing so say I'm writing I don't know like in my current book um say I'm writing a scene that's like super emotionally heavy but I'm in a bad mood and I can't have that influence I'll just go to a different scene and just write out whatever oh, is yeah, you jump around I can't jump around like that so to me no so that's why I was wondering like if you're in a bad mood would you specifically write a bad mood scene or does it just influence what you're writing no I walk away I walk away until I chill out. I I put on music. I do whatever. I work on it tomorrow. I do my best writing when I'm just neutral. When I'm not mad, I'm not sad. I'm just here and doing, 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 you know? So that's it. Some people get to tell their authentic story rather than have it influenced. Yeah. But I mean, if I'm in a bad mood, it is the best time to kill people. Like, you know, <laughs> that the easiest scenes for me are the ones where I'm feeling the same. Okay, but back to the original question. What is your favorite to write? there's a big explore of mental health and I like writing those scenes because I like to see kind of it's now past where I was up to in my own life if that makes any sense like I started writing this book 
years ago when I was going through like a depressive episode mm-hmm. and now she's past me she's a lot healthier and it's nice to see what could come obviously she's a wolf and everything like that whereas I'm not getting the horror of lion ship does but you You'd make a very sexy werewolf my friend very oh, sexy what about you I, you were saying that like, you like the fun scenes. The fun scenes are kind of hard for me to write because I feel like I'm like there's not enough meat on them. So like sometimes in the Tamsin books, when I'm I know people like the unicorns, I know people like just giving her a break and letting her have the food challenges. Those are the scenes I actually worry about the most because I feel like they're not blah, but there's not enough to sink your teeth into for the price of the book. Kind of not not really the price of the book, but like everybody's busy and if you're spending your time on my stuff. I want to make sure that you're getting not your money's worth again. Cause a lot of people read the Kindle unlimited, so it's not any other cost. but if you're spending your, your, your money like time wise. Um, so yeah, for me, the, 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 the light scenes are actually kind of hard. Cause I'm like, is this good enough? Is this worth it? Is this, yes, she needs some downtime, but um, is it, you know, is it is it too light and fluffy or is it like make the point of she's getting some off? No, so I get that. So I've been, my books are a lot longer. Like they're normally around the 100k mark and I was talking to my editor. Yeah, you're insane. All the people in the <laughs> writing group are like, oh yeah, my book just hit 200,000 words. I'm like, why? <laughs> Dear God. So yeah, you well, write like 14 books in one. Go ahead. It's ridiculous. So yeah, and I was talking to my editor about it and she's like, well, I can always go through and cut out some of like, because them still act chapters because that's kind of what they are and I'm like I know but I like them <laughs> they're my fun chapters to write so there is scenes where they're literally it doesn't really contribute much to the plot there's relationship stuff but not plot plot so I get that and they're just the ones I enjoy writing she's like I'll take them away and I was like oh no I'll, I'll just keep those thanks well it's funny because as now as I was doubting myself now on the other side of it I'm about to comfort you and give you advice as is somebody who's been in this business longer. So it's so funny how you can't take your own advice or you can't see clearly when it's yourself as almost like a hypocrite two seconds later telling you that, that those scenes are important. <laughs> um, they are. Because if you think about your book as a roller coaster, you've been on a roller coaster, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when you're flying up and down, twirling all around, you, you know, loop-de-loop, you need to catch your breath in between those parts. And that's the fluffy scenes where you're going up, they're pulling you back up and you're slow down going up before you fall back down, you know, on the roller coaster. So yeah, that is, they are important scenes. Don't you love how I can whip that out when you are <laughs> doubting yourself, but when oh, I'm yeah, doubting okay. myself, oh dear God, oh, I never said I was saying or giving advice and then not taking it ourselves. Well, it, I'm, I, you know, as I'm sitting here doubting myself, it didn't occur to me. But the moment you sounded like you were upset, I'm like, wait, no, I know this answer, Letty. It's okay. Oh my god. So next time I doubt myself, just you know, hit me with Take my own out. wisdom. Like what the? F- <laughs> oh dear lord. So I don't think I've actually answered the question yet. My favorite scenes to write are the ones that I think just hit deep. I like the ones where like I feel the most impact or like people have been waiting for them the longest. Yeah. Not that I like to torture people for waiting for things, but like, okay, it's it's helpful that you actually have read Artemis because like if you had to pick a scene, wouldn't you say that Tamsin getting her wings was one of the most impactful scenes? <gasps> yeah, absolutely. Like that was such a big thing, especially because we had been waiting for that. No, I did like that scene. When I don't know, 
well, when Nelda got his, I'm trying not to give too many spoilers, but I can't, they're, they all blur into one. So I don't know how recent it was when Nelda got his wings. Go ahead and spoil it. <laughs> but Nelda's wings was another impactful thing because you got to see, it was when he pulled his wings out and then they were all, the other fairies all had their wings out. I was like, okay, but he just didn't do that for times. And that was such a big scene for me with the wings again. It was like seeing it from the two different yeah. sides. I So my answer is, I think the, the scenes where you've got the feels. Like, I, yeah. even if it's good, bad, or ugly, it's just, I, I, I think a lot of times you can't, you can't embrace your own stuff, or I can't, I shouldn't speak for, like, all readers, but sometimes I can't digest <laughs> what's happening, or good, bad, or ugly in my own life, but sometimes when I'm seeing somebody else go through it in a book, can I finally start to feel like, or process my own like Tamsin standing on the outside of like you said all of them doing that for him and feeling that I'm not one of you I lost out on something because you were all idiots like that is something we've all experienced yeah it's something that we've all suffered through or had happened to us at some point or will at some point in our lives and I think it's something that even if yeah hi we're not all fairies we don't have you know fairy guardians it's something that we can all relate to. Those are the scenes when I agonize over those scenes. God, do I agonize over those scenes to get it just to hit right. But yeah, so those are the ones that I'm, those are the ones that I like to write the best because I know it's, there's always somebody who needs the feels at that moment, you know? But then you also said that you like to write the scenes that people have been waiting for. Whereas I think those ones scare me the most. I want to get it over with. Like, I feel like I'm always going to let them say that's it. Whereas I'm like, no, okay, this isn't good enough. It isn't good enough. I think those are the chapters where I rewrite them the most. See, I don't do rewrites. Oh, that should be my policy too. Because honestly, some of them I do. I'll tear it apart like three or four times if it just doesn't hit right. I think you need to, how long have you been doing this? A couple years now? A couple years, yeah. This is, I think, I'm coming up to my third year. Okay, so you're at the point basically where I was where I'm like, I'm not doing rewrites anymore because every time I kept touching stuff, I felt like, have you ever like frosted a cake? No. Okay, so I used to be very into like Wilton frosting and like decorating cupcakes and all that kind of stuff. And if you ever tried to touch it after, you never do a better job. Something always gets off, like you fix one little thing and then you accidentally touch something. It's like painting when you're painting something smaller. Every time you kind of correct one little flaw, the paint touches another area and it messes that up and then you've got to correct that and then you touch something else or it's darker in that area and leaves a weird shadow. Like every time you touch it, you're you're hitting more ripples. And it was like, yeah, I think it was like my second year of being an author, I was like, nope, I. Mm. It is what it is. I mean, I edit, I add stuff, but I do not rework scenes anymore. Also, though, I'm a plotter. So I I have it all lined out in my head before I put it on paper. It's different for a pantser. Yes, I'm a pantser. That's it. I'm yeah, just... so I, I can't give you the same advice for that. <laughs> maybe Maybe you need to plot out the important scenes or quote unquote important scenes. Not that any other scenes are unimportant, but you know <laughs> what I mean. The detrimental scenes or whatever. Maybe you need to plot those out better, but I'm of the mindset of don't touch the paint. I've never seen it come out better in my my stuff or other friends of mine that I've I've seen them re rework scenes and I never think that the the touched up stuff is better. I think your original gut instinct as an author after you've had a few years on the job is the best. The best thing. Yeah. 
I do. And I do I know everything? Have I met every author? No. Is that true for every author and everyone? No. It's my experience. It's mostly 99% me. I know some I've I've had some authors be like, "Wow, she's full of herself. She doesn't do rewrites." It's like it's not being full of myself. It's actually that I'm shit at rewrites <laughs> because I can't rework it better. You know, it's not it's not me being full of myself or thinking my original thing is great. It's it's just like that. Every time I touch up the paint, I mess something else up and it's like leave it alone. Just stop touching it. No, well, I've spoken obviously, you know, we've got our whole group where they talk and like one of the authors there doesn't even like she'll just do her first write and that's her done. It goes to the editor and I'm like that's it. I need to get better. Like obviously I do a lot of dictation as well, so I will dictate a scene and then transcribe the scene and then I'm quite often done. But yeah, I want to do I actually want you you've talked me into the dictation not for dialogue, but I actually want you to try and work with me on the to learn uh, teach an old dog some I'm not that old Jesus, but teach an old dog some new tricks because I do have a like a lot of internal debate and monologue where I could dictate that very easily yeah. and save my fingers maybe. I don't know. I just I had so many problems with Dragon Software where they couldn't pick up my accent and it was always a problem where they didn't get the cussing. But no offense, you have a thick accent and if it's picking you up, I think my Midwestern nothing will be fine. Yes. It's that's it. It's like dictation wise, it's I honestly I swear by it. Most of my books, especially I've been obviously I've had health problems at the beginning of the year that have mostly resolved themselves, but dictation was the only way I could write and I know obviously different authors have different things like some people are saying that accents are too hard to pick up but I find the more you use it and the better you do the better it is so when I first started dictating I would only do a maximum of five minutes a day I'd do one minute seconds a few times to build my confidence and I built that up and up to the point where I can now steadily dictate without feeling like awkward or uncomfortable like I used to kick Jake out the room be like no you're not even allowed to listen put noise cancel headphones in and now I'll even do it in, with him in the room and stuff like that like Obviously, he has to be silent, but dictation has genuinely helped so much with my word. Yeah. See, I am like that other author where I only do the first draft and it goes to my editor. What I used to do and I really loved and I'm excited to have a house again so I could do it is I would let Vader out. We'd play. I would hop on my desk treadmill and I'd reread what I wrote the day before. Change, you know, add a little bit of this, made a note here, you know, fix something there. And then I'd, I'd shower, jump into my day of writing. And that was a very, very focusing. So I hyper fixated it a little bit on it was a it was a very good flow and routine to get into. I just can't being in an apartment. I don't have a, I can't have a treadmill desk on the fourth floor, you know. Um, but yeah, in the same way. I mean, I reread it, and I when I do my when I approve the first round of edits, I reread the full book. So I, by the time that book has gone to published, I've read that, I've, I mean, not just that I've written it, but I've read it like three times fully. Okay, uh, I don't know if we can really answer this one. It's a good question. I, I even loved it, but I don't know that it's applicable. I want to hear how something that you wrote later became something that actually happened, life imitating art type of thing. See, I love that question, but I write paranormal books, so there's nothing uh, really <laughs> that comes even to mind, like even just like a random scene or situation. No. Yeah. Mine would, my answers would be like political, and nobody wants to talk about that anymore. <laughs> or ever. Yeah. 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 Politics is very, uh, Hit or miss. Toxic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, toxic. 
Yeah, it's a really good question, but I just I don't I don't know that I really have anything. No. I mean, I'm, yeah, we're both paranormal and we're all this isn't the real. I'd love it if they were ended up being werewolves and vampires. I mean, sure. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be great. Which would you rather be if it was only vampires or werewolves? Would you rather be a werewolf or a vampire? Hmm. I think it would I think we I think we need to we'd need to distinguish what type of werewolf and vampire. I mean, are we are talking vampires that can't go out in the sun? Or are we talking vampires that are born? I I would need more information as the as an author. I really would. You know what though? That's I I would agree because I don't want to be turning into no bad. Yeah, and what if there are vampires that don't live forever? Are the do the werewolves live forever? I mean, if we're talking immortality, that's a huge difference already. And does blood taste like blood, or are they the type of vampires where the blood doesn't really taste like blood? It tastes like other things. And are the werewolves like born or are they bitten? Do they have a- actual mates? Because if I got a, like an automatic mate out of the deal, that could be a, that could, could be, be. <laughs> you know? And what about if, it, yeah, what if, what about metabolism? Which one would I lose weight on? Do, would I be stuck as a fat vampire forever or would I be like a thin werewolf? I feel like you'd have to be a thin werewolf. I don't think the werewolves could be. Not, I'm not sure. I love how that's what you fixate on of all of those questions. You're like, no, you you would need to be a thin werewolf. Oh my you god, you would because they, they run so much and their metabolism so fast. Whereas vampires, I think, would have like a slower metabolism, but then they only really drink blood, don't they? Or can they eat food? No, say, do you know what? I've done something fast. Yeah, but if they run so fast and they have paranormal abilities, you would think that that would burn calories. Like, well, if they're running that fast. And it only takes three seconds. Is that really them still doing that amount of exercise? Or are they only doing three seconds worth of exercise? Yeah, but three seconds of walking versus three seconds of you ran two miles. <laughs> you would think had to. I love how seriously we're taking this and we're so not a, like we just spun off. I want to give a big thanks to Letty Frame for joining me for such a fun conversation. Also to all of our fans for checking this podcast out. I hope you liked what you heard and decide to stick around. Please make sure to subscribe to the Fat Books podcast on YouTube or Spotify or that little purple icon on your Apple device. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on who we're recording with and when episodes are coming out. There's also a Patreon if you want to support the podcast and keep it going. Now let's hear a bit about what she's working on and what's next for her fans. So my trilogy is a long time in the making getting finished. I'm so excited for it to be done. I mean, series finals are so hard to do. But after this, I'm going straight into another series finale for my Luna series. But then I get to write a brand new series. It's going to be a duet. And I am so, so excited. My main character is a human. She's just had a baby at the beginning of the series, at this beginning of the book. And her baby shifts into a wolf. And so it's going to be very fun to explore the dynamics there where the baby is a wolf and she cannot help the baby that way. So she meets. I'm I'm not going to spoil the plot because I'm really going to do that. The series finale is called Happiness Has End. The final book in Malina series will be Destiny and then the brand new book will be called Baby's First Howl. It is up for pre-order and even if you just want to go look at the really pretty cover you can do that. It's really really pretty. I'm really really excited. Thanks for staying until the end and hope you enjoyed it.